Welcome to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. I'm your host, Selena Borns, founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Each week, we provide you with strategies, tips, and encouragement about pursuing your life's passions, embodying the confident version of yourself, and overcoming obstacles to living authentically so that you can attract success and be the boss in all areas of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Polish Amira podcast. I am your host, Selena Borns, your mindset strategist and founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Now, today I am welcoming Khadija Tutu. Khadija is an author, an educator, millennial new thought leader, and a top-notch cultural empowerment mindset coach. Let me say that again. Cultural empowerment mindset coach. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Immediately after college, she went to work overseas in China and became became a top tier educator at an international middle school, teaching youth about self-awareness, culture and the art of using their voices. Now, while there, she noticed that there was a need for cultural awareness and understanding social connections. So guess what she did? She created her own private practice and built a curriculum catered to the youth of China, all while using English as a language learning formula. Yo, she also became known as a singer and performer throughout Shanghai and even performed for celebrities like Jaden Smith. Now, Khadija lived abroad for five years. After she came back, she began training with the best mentors in motivational speaking, mindset, and success coaching with the likes of internationally famous Les Brown, John Tellerico, and Bob Proctor, which is where I came to know her. Yeah. <laughs> so hi, Khadija. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. So wait, I want to say one thing. So I yes. didn't I didn't perform for Jaden Smith, but I did perform on the same stage. Oh. As, like it's called the Arkham there. So it's a really big, um, really big stage that mm-hmm. a lot of people come to. So that was actually my first ever concert. And I was wow. like shaking in my boots and I was like, uh, I don't know if I could do this. I've never done this before. <laughs> wow. In front of how many people? It was like a couple hundred to a thousand. Wow. Like it was a lot of people. It was like one of those things where I was like, thank God that the lights are shining so bright. You can't see. <laughs> yeah. That I can't see anything because I was like, when I could see, I was like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> Well, take this moment right here and tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, I know I read all of that good stuff, but tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a sister. I'm yeah. just a sister. I, um, I've been doing the mindset coaching for the past two years, but prior to that, I was teaching philosophy which happens to be like the same material that I'm teaching now, except, you know, now it's more focused on like the conscious mind, the subconscious mind and more into the science. Whereas before it was more philosophical. So it was things like the Bhagavad Gita and the, you know, um, I would take different philosophical books and texts and kind of break them down into more simple formats and activities for people to understand better. 
Wow. Okay. Now I mentioned uh, the Proctor Gallagher Institute. You were my first mastermind coach with Proctor Gallagher's Thinking into Results program. And let me tell you, I have to say that I love your positive, confident energy, your fierceness, and your tell it like it isness, right? Hey. <laughs> you know, like we say in New Orleans, baby, you <laughs> holds nothing back, right? <laughs> Not everyone is as comfortable in their own skin as you are. So I'm curious to know, how did you learn to become this most confident version of yourself? Hmm. It all started in the fourth, it was fifth grade. I started in fifth grade and I ran for elections. I, I wanted to run for president, but I ended up running for treasurer because I saw who was on the roster for president. And I was like, there's no way, you know, I don't think I could beat them. I don't think I could beat them. And I wasn't very, I wouldn't say, it wasn't very popular. And like those kind of things is a popularity contest. Everybody was like, it's a popularity contest. And it's all this and that. And I was like, man, how do I become popular? How do I become somebody who, you know, people like and they want to vote for? So I, you know, my slogan was like, don't be odd, vote for Todd, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> it was like that. And the thing was, I lost, right? Mm -hmm. And when I lost, I told myself, that's the last time I'm ever losing anything. Mm -hmm. And it was also because I didn't go for what I actually wanted. Right. So I was like, two things I learned there was like, Go for what you want, no matter what. Because the thing is, I would have been okay losing at what I wanted, but I wasn't okay losing at something I actually didn't want. Mm -hmm. And it was almost a sense of relief at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so then I I went on to do like a, in sixth grade, I went on to do a play and I figured out I could sing. Mm -hmm. So I was acting, I was singing, I was dancing, and I was a main character in this play. And when you get comfortable on stage, I had on like this short dress with these fishnet stockings. And I, because you're a main character, you have to tap in, right? Mm -hmm. So I was nervous as I don't know what. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I don't know if I did. Now it's a school play, but like I was, my voice was you know, I, I sang like, 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 like I was in church. So mm -hmm. it was like my uh, music uh, teacher, she pulled me to the side. She was like, I know you can belt, <laughs> let it out. Stop mm -hmm. playing. Why are you holding back? And it was just having that kind of mentorship. I think I've always mm -hmm. had adults and particularly women who came into my life and they would see me and they would see me holding back. And mm -hmm. they were like, we know you you can do more than this. And like, there was another instance when, and then I always was a queen. Like I was queen, like homecoming queen, prom mm -hmm. queen. Like, you know, people would vote me into these things mm -hmm. where I always ended up with a crown on my head, but it was never anything that I asked for. It was just mm -hmm. everything people wanted to give me. They were like, hey, you gotta be our homecoming queen. You gotta be this, you gotta be that. And I remember one year, I was on crutches because I had torn my ACL and I was like, y'all don't vote for me <laughs> to do it because I'm not trying to be on that field with crutches, mm -hmm. you know? And they, and I ended up getting voted in and I talked to the like council members at the school and I was like, I don't want to do it. And they were like, why? 
you know, and I was like, because I'm in these crutches, I don't want to do it. And they were like, no, do it anyways. Like, who cares about your crutches? So mm-hmm. my friends actually took my crutches from me. They designed it, put bows on it, and <laughs> made it look real cute. So I was on the field with my crutches and all. But it's like things like that where like people kind of came in and kind of like mm-hmm. showed me who I was to them. Because when it comes to like I'm huge on like one-on-one relationships. Mm -hmm. So for me, a lot in this motivational speaking world, you know, a lot of people, they want to see me on stage. They want to see me on the front, but I actually, it's the intimate moments of like the coaching groups. You know, Mm -hmm. those are the things where like, you really see me in my bag, you know, like (laughs) you really see me like, I love pushing other people or pushing other leaders and speaking Mm -hmm. life into them Mm -hmm. because I know it has greater impact. Whereas like, Speaking on a stage in front of thousands of people is cool. Mm-hmm. I would definitely support someone who wants to do that. For me personally, I wouldn't mind doing it if I had to, if people wanted that. But it's more about those intimate relationships, that one-on-one. How can I cultivate and, and help build Selena into believing in herself? Mm-hmm. And it's just something I've always been a big sister so because of that, you're always taking the little sister and the little ones and mentoring them and doing all that stuff. So when it comes to like, I have mastered the art of like cultivation. That's amazing. And I love your story about, you know, having people that see you and see things in you and helping to bring that out. And I think that was a big part in helping to cultivate who you are today. And I like the story where you said, um, you know, you hated losing at something that you didn't even want. And it just what popped in my mind was something, a silly story. Like when when you're dating someone and mm-hmm. you want to go to break up with them, but they break up with you first. Right. You're like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, now you said you had a calling to evolve into your authentic self. So please explain what that means. Yeah. So I, I it's so interesting because I was actually talking to someone recently, uh, Brother Leon, about, you know, hearing the voice of God and like what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I had a calling to come back here, um, come back to America, because during the time, the only reason I came back was because my sister had a, uh, a baby. And when... I was actually on my way to South Africa during that time because I was like, I'm going to take my my homebound trip. You know, I'm going to Africa, doing a snack. I got a phone call. I was like, your sister's pregnant. She's about to have a baby in three weeks. And I was like, what? Why didn't anybody say this? But like, you know, like there was some other stuff going on on the side. But I was like, you know what? I changed my tickets. I came to America. Then all of a sudden COVID happened. The borders got shut down. And I was like, the borders got, sh- I was only supposed to be here for two weeks. Oh, wow. Borders got shut down. Like, literally, I came with a suitcase this big. Like, <laughs> it was just a carry-on suitcase with just a few clothes in it because I was like, I know I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Africa, and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to travel around. I'm going to buy clothes while I'm in Africa. Mm-hmm. So I don't need, I need to keep a, you know, like an empty mm-hmm. suitcase because mm-hmm. I'm going to come back with a bunch of stuff. I plan on getting jewelry and all this stuff. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I ended up getting stuck. Borders got closed. Everything got shut down. You know, everything, this is the the nothing. <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. go out nothing. Mm-hmm. The nothing was kind of taking over uh, uh, this place. And so I started seeing, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor Mm -hmm. and all of these things happening. Now I had heard it while I was abroad, but Mm -hmm. I didn't believe it. I was Mm -hmm. like, there's no way that it's 20, 
at that time it was mm. 2019 mm-hmm. there's no way this stuff is still happening there's no way that you know how how does something like this still happen mm. you know how 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 is it that how can we maintain this stuff but i'm complaining but i'm still abroad right mm-hmm. and so um i got faced with a and that's why i said i had to answer the call was because i had a choice so I had to decide on, did I want to go back abroad or did I want to stay here? Mm-hmm. I promise you, Selena, I said a prayer. And I said to God, I said, God, what will you have me do? Mm-hmm. And God was basically like, this is your decision. This mm-hmm. is your choice. And wherever you are, like, I'm, I knew that wherever I was, I was going to be successful. But the one thing I had thought about was, you know, I had taught abroad, I had taught here, I had taught in other places, and I was always teaching other people's children. Mm. But I was never teaching our children. Mm. I was Mm. never teaching children who looked like me. Mm. And I was like, I need to teach children, I need to teach adults, I need to teach whoever I need to teach who look like me. And it wasn't a matter of like, I didn't want to, it was just the environments that I was in. I was always in these, let's say, elite Mm -hmm. environments. Mm -hmm. And so there were a few people who looked like us, but there wasn't, the majority of the audience didn't. So I was like, you know what? I want to get more involved in in our community and I want to um, take the same thing that I'm teaching there. And if they think I'm so amazing, imagine what I could be for my own community. Right. And um, I told God, I was like, okay, God, can we make a promise? <laughs> I was like, look, I'm saying I don't want to stay. Uh, but I was like, I'm seeing the need. Mm-hmm. And it was a very James Baldwin moment um, where I was just like, you know, I have to come home. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not. About 10 or 20 minutes later, I get a phone call from my school. And they're like, okay, they were like, okay, Toto, we're ready to to book you for your plane ticket. And um, what what day can you come? Now, never mind you, the borders are closed. Mm-hmm. So there are special visas that are getting wow. sent out to certain people. Like there's a group of people who are allowed to come back. Okay. Like, I'm putting this in context. So I'm like, I told him, I said, you can save the plane ticket. And I was like, am I making the right decision? Am I making the right decision? Because I'm like, I'm literally faced with this decision I made randomly. Mm-hmm. And then 20 minutes later, I'm faced with, are you sure? Right. Confirm that that's, that's what you want. You mm-hmm. know? And so I was like, no, I'm not coming back. And like, I was making, I was making some good money there. You know, I was able mm-hmm. to get all my clothes custom fit. I was able to, you know, get everything like the way I looked was, I was 40 pounds lighter, you know, like I was, I had my personal trainers and my maids and my cooks and my wow. you know, different lifestyle. But mm-hmm. I was like, I'm willing to put all of that on the back burner in order to, basically, I always say like, I feel like I got put back in bondage mm-hmm. so I could because there I was free. Mm-hmm. I was free mm-hmm. to be me. I didn't have to be a sister. I didn't have to be a daughter. I didn't have to be a cousin. I didn't have to mm-hmm. be none of that. I could just be me. Mm-hmm. And, and you I didn't have to be a black woman. I that, that stereotypical, yeah. I, but see, the thing was, I was still a black woman, but the thing was, I was creating the narrative of what a black woman looked like to them. 
Right, exactly. So it was a different responsibility versus like that. And that was a lot of the big part of like repatriating. Repatriation for anybody who doesn't know, it just means when you lived in another country so long and then you come back home. Mm -hmm. So I was there for five years. So when I came back, I was like, Black woman is what? What? Black woman. And then it's just like, I didn't function in the narrative and in the paradigms and in all of, in the in the programming I was deprogrammed mm-hmm. so you couldn't tell me well black people are like this or black and I'm just like Mm-mm. nah your perception right. is that but I don't have to accept that right right that's amazing okay so what is your biggest dream though your biggest dream in life what is it yes my biggest dream is to, to honestly fulfill the duties that I know I will not regret when I'm on my deathbed. Mm. I want to help as many people. My biggest dream is to metamorphosize the last civil rights movement. Oh, okay. And so that's what I'm working on right now. And I will have the most powerful leaders next to me and the most powerful people next to me. And you know, um, working together and and changing and being the change that we want to see, and not not just not just but living it out and teaching others how to do the same. So it's like the the whole you know leadership and and principles and mm-hmm. understanding how things work because I think when when you've lived a certain way, you know the art to it. And you know how to manifest, you know how to do all these things, but it's like, do you know how to apply them? And that's where a lot of people don't necessarily know how to apply. I know I have a gift of teaching. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know what, let's utilize this gift of teaching. Let's start creating and let's start doing some stuff. So there's a lot of stuff in the background that's going on that's going to be getting released later this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I would say in a few months, actually, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm working behind some people that they're going to be like really pushing and, and we'll be pushing it together soon. That's awesome. And I love one of the things that I have my clients do is write an obituary, right? Mm. And that way they can put into perspective what they want their life to look like. And like you said, what mark do I want to leave on this world? Because I know when I did it, it was an eye opener because it made you sit back and think, okay, so if I was to leave this earth today, what what would I be known for? You know, and, and if you write an obituary and you say, okay, I want to be known for philanthropy and I have this organization and I left this and I, I, I mentored so many people and, you know, then you, you know, how your subconscious mind works, you know, it'll start mm. helping you get there. So I love that, that you say, you know, you definitely want to leave a mark. You know, you want to be proud of your accomplishments when you're on your deathbed. And that's that's something that everybody should take away from this. I love that you said that. Now, you told us what your biggest dream is. Now, what obstacles have you had to overcome while pursuing this dream? <sighs> Repatriation. I think repatriation was the biggest obstacle that I've ever faced because Mm -hmm. when you're so used to living in freedom Mm -hmm. and you know what actual freedom is, to willfully put yourself in a situation where you could possibly be in bondage again Mm -hmm. is a huge obstacle. But I will say this, because I was able, because I knew what freedom looked like and felt like, I knew that I could always get back to it. 
because they say where there's no image, there's confusion, right? Mm -hmm. And so because I knew what that image looked like, I wasn't confused about what it looks like. I'm not confused that I want, um, I don't want a car. Like a lot of people are like, what's your dream car? I want my dream driver looks like this. Exactly. You know? I don't, if I have to have a car, I'm not driving nowhere. I don't like, I'm not doing it. So it's like, you know, I want a driver. I want a um, chef. I want a personal trainer. I want, because why? I had that. So mm-hmm. it's like, because I've had that, I'm going to go back to it. I know exactly what it looks like. I know what it feels like. And then on top of that, it's going to be that and more. So it's mm-hmm. like, when you've been somewhere before, um, you don't have mm-hmm. to imagine what it looks like. You know what it looks like. And exactly. But what I will also say is that <clears throat> getting back to that, I had to willfully put myself back in the chains. I chose to stay here, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to willfully put myself back in the chains. I had to be a daughter again. I had to be a cousin again. I had to mm-hmm. be a friend again. I had to be um, all, all these things, like even holidays. I don't celebrate those because I'm just deprogrammed, you know, like, mm-hmm. right. oh, step, is it okay to, oh my God, wait, pause. It's Christmas? Wait a minute. Oh, it's Thanksgiving? What? Oh, well, to me, it's just another day, you right. know? So it was like, I'm not programmed in the same way that it has the, it, it carries the same meaning as it does for people, let's say here, who've been celebrating these holidays for their whole lives. Like I remember going there and having to work on Christmas the first the first year. And I'm like, I'm working on Christmas? Or I had to work on Sundays. And I was mm-hmm. like, working on Sundays, that's the Lord's day, right? I'm not working today. But it was like, I had to. Why? Because that's what society was. So it was like putting myself back in these uh, these mental chains and learning how to break myself free. And once I learned how to break myself free, I was like, oh, I'm about to teach everybody how to do this. (laughs) Right. So I would say that was the biggest obstacle was coming back, learning how to come out of that and Mm -hmm. then go to the next level. Okay. All right. Now, in building your business, now I'm sure you have encountered plenty of people who tried to take advantage of your good nature, right? So Absolutely. what tips can you share to other entrepreneurs out there on how to establish and maintain those boundaries? Oh, that is such a good question. Know who you are. Know, know who you are, know what you are, and know your vision for your business. Know who you are, know what you are, know your vision for your business. Mm -hmm. Know who you are because you need to be able to set those boundaries. When people speak to you some type of way, you need to be able to check them Mm -hmm. to make sure that they know that you are here for a reason. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that they know who it is that you are. And if they can't respect that, they have to go. And don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to get rid of people. There's so many people that I've worked with that people are like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. No, they had to go. Why? Because they try to play me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care how good of a person they seem or what it is. Actions don't lie. Right. So it's time to eliminate. It doesn't matter how good of friends you are. It doesn't matter how close a bond you are. When it's time to eliminate, do it. Because otherwise you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. I say know what you are because know what it is that you've been called to do. Because mm-hmm. when you know what you are, you know what you're not. And so people aren't going to treat you in a certain kind of way because you know what you are. But also it keeps the wolves away 
Because the wolves are afraid of the lion that you really are. Mm. The wolves are like, oh, we ain't, that's a different nature. We know we're not even going on. Like wolves are used to dealing with sheep, not lions. You know? Exactly. So when, when you like, okay, welcome to the jungle. You know, they'd be like, <laughs> you know, so it's like it keeps that away. So know what you are. And mm. then um, the last one is like, know your vision. Have that vision because the vision is what's going to keep you intact and it's going to be what brings everything together. So if you have an effective vision and you know where it is that you want to go, you know which direction to take, you know what friends to have, you know what music to listen to, you know what TV shows to watch, you know what to do, but you also know what not to do. And I think that's the most important of all is it is the process of elimination. You're not going to be friends with everybody. You're not going to be able to communicate with everybody. Why? Because what is your mission? Don't be afraid to, if somebody else is on a totally different mission, don't be afraid to tell them, "Um, I can't support that because that does not match my vision of myself. It doesn't match my mission. So you have to be firm in what is your vision to the exact T of what is your vision and then sticking to that. And and that's how you manifest it. Okay. All right. Good. Great tips. Great tips. Now I follow you on social media and I'm always hearing you talking about snatching minds. Yes. (laughs) Tell us what that's all about. (laughs) Yes. So snatching minds, snatch minds came from, I made a statement one day and I was like, you know, everybody's worried about the size of their waistline, but if you snatch your mind like you snatch your waistline, you probably wouldn't be in the situation that you're in. And one of my friends hit me up and was like, hey, hey, what you said right there, that's it. That You need to turn that into something like that. Snatch your minds like girdle snatch waistlines. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, at first I was just, you know, I was just having fun with the wordplay. And then um, I was like, you know what? A lot of people are saying this is fire. So you know what? Let me let me turn it into something. Mm-hmm. So snatch means sovereign nobility achieved through courageous healing. Okay. One thing I know is that you can't separate mindset from mental health. And so a lot of the times we separate the two, mm-hmm. but we it can't be separated. A lot of the, and especially with, like I said, I serve people who look like me, people who look Mm -hmm. like us, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times we don't know what our pain looks like. Mm -hmm. We don't know that us going shopping for the latest trend or us, you know, doing certain things and taking certain actions, we don't realize that those things are actually showing how hurt we truly Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. inside. And so like mental health is a huge thing, especially for um, our business partner and I, like it's a requirement that everybody who works with us has a counselor because mm-hmm. we we want it to be where everyone is healthy. So like I have a counselor, you know, he has a counselor, you know, everyone is has a counselor and it's not a matter of like, oh, you're telling us what to do. No, but it's a matter of, are you healthy? Like, mm-hmm. are you, are you healthy minded? Because mm-hmm. you, you can't fully see yourself. You can't fully see uh, who it is that you are. So a lot of this stuff is about mental health. It's also narrative authoring, Um, narrative author. We do a lot of like cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. So um, it is about, you know, who is it that you want to be and like strategies and techniques Mm -hmm. of um, 
of taking yourself to the next level through changing that inner conversation that mm-hmm. you have with yourself. Because you can, uh, people say you can't uh, out, out, you can't beat your negative self-image, but I say you can. Mm-hmm. I say you can beat your negative self-image through your inner talk. The only exactly. way to do it is to change your inner talk because your inner talk will change the projection of the image. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Now I said that you were an author. So tell us about, you have one book, two books, what, what you got out there? Yes. So I have one book and it's called My Thoughts Are Dangerous. And that book is, it's a, when I looked at the reviews, it's so funny because you can write a book and you can think in your mind that it's one thing, right? So in my mind, I was like, it's about healing. You know, it's about, you know, um, healing. And, and, and I always tell men, if you want to see um, how a woman heals, it's a great book to read. It's mm-hmm. very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So if you're not into nostalgic books, it's not the book for you, but it's very nostalgic and it's very, it's about like learning different lessons in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> when I read one review, it was like a few reviews, actually, it was like, it's a stream of consciousness. Mm. And I was like, mm, I'd like that. I'm going to take that. <laughs> so it is a book of a stream of consciousness, but it's essentially about a breakup. And when the breakup happens, you know, um, I display that I don't get upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't wish bad upon, you know, negative situations. And for me, that was the first time that had ever happened. It was the first time I ever had like a major breakup mm-hmm. and I didn't wish bad on them. I was just like, OK, how do you feel about, you know, the actions mm-hmm. that you took? You know, how 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 are you? Like I had to switch into friend hat because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't be selfish because it's like, oh my gosh, this was a huge thing right. that happened in your life of like, cause he, essentially he got married mm. and didn't say anything until later on. And so I was like, what? And I was like in denial for a while. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that taught me about denial. Like when I was telling people know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people play you leave immediately because mm-hmm. for so long, I live in a place of denial. And that's something that like, even when counseling that I talk about is like boundary setting and being in denial, because until I see it, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, I, I believe what I want to believe until the reality <laughs> shows me different. So for a long time, I was like, you're not really married. You wouldn't do that. Like that doesn't even sound mm-hmm. like you mean to tell me we've been together for like two or three years. Wow. And then you just go back home and you get married, you know? And, <laughs> I, I didn't believe it. And, but because of that, I switched my friend hat really quick. And I was like, okay, how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are you okay? Like, you know, do you feel that was the right decision that you made for you? You know, and it was just being able to switch that hat immediately because that at the end of the day, that was my friend. Like that mm-hmm. was somebody that I spent all this time with and I refused right. to allow my time and my life to be, for granted because of one action that took place. And though that one action did affect the friendship and the life and the feelings for a temporary amount of time, Mm -hmm. it was still like, you know, people make decisions in their life Mm -hmm. and you cannot be so selfish to not allow other people to have their right to free will and to Mm -hmm. exercise that. And when you really know how the mental faculties work, and will is one of my strong suits. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I'm not taking away nobody's will. You do what you want, um, mm-hmm. but and I'm going to support you in whatever it is that you do. 
However, you get to choose if you want to be part of that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I love it. (laughs) What's the name of the book again? It's called My Thoughts Are Dangerous. My Thoughts Are Dangerous. And where can we find that? Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. Um, you can also find it on Exilbris. I think Amazon might be the easiest place to yeah. find it. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, so it's on there, and it's it's a it's one heck of a ride. I will say that is it's mm-hmm. a it's a ride. It's a mm-hmm. a book of complex thought and um, mm-hmm. just really understanding the world around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else you got going on? Anything we need to be on the lookout for? What's going on with Khadija? Yeah. So there is some things on the lookout. I would say, you know, I have a few programs that are coming out and some some big like material coming out. I have some amazing partnerships that I'm mm-hmm. working uh, with with some people and, you know, like just the the people all around me are just like killing the game mm-hmm. and, you know, taking their knowledge of them killing the game and turning it into courses and turning it into lectures and all that stuff. So you can really expect to see, you know, I'm coming now. <laughs> I want the world to know. But for now, it's everything is like on the low low. You know, mm-hmm. everything is just mm-hmm. kind of like at the present time, it's just everything's being built. So yeah. as things are being built. It's, it's going to be that right. when I say we taking over, we taking <laughs> over. So you can yeah. expect a, a leadership uh, school academy mm-hmm. and some some other things coming up. But it is a slow and steady build. Right. Right. And um, it's it's been one heck of a ride thus far and mm-hmm. a lot of switcheroos happening and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of things that sometimes when you have a vision, it draws out differently. The characters, let's say Mm -hmm. the characters. um, I like to say that people are auditioning for your script, your life script. I love it. And as people are auditioning, you think, oh, that's the one. That's the character that Mm -hmm. I need for my life script. And it ends up being a different character. And Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that because guess what? The live script is still rolling. We still in exactly. action. Play. Right. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you can just expect to see that come into fruition, but definitely expect some courses, expect some, um, uh, expect our own, expect the metamorphosis of the last civil rights movement. It's not, it's going to look and feel different. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. It's going to look mm-hmm. and feel different. It's not going to be what people expect because mm-hmm. I'm not into marching on the streets. Right. And I'm not into, um, I think that people who came before us did enough of that. And, you know, the lesson will be repeated until it's learned. And that's a lesson that has been learned. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I'm not any, no longer am I in position of asking for the leadership. I'm snatching the baton from all of them. Good, good. So now tell us how we can stay in touch with you. Give us, you know, your website, social media, ha- media handles, all that good stuff. Yeah, so everyone can contact me at www.snatchedminds.com. Um, they can also get in contact with me. I stay on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Instagram will be at Khadija Toto, which is K-H-A-D-I-J-A-H-T-O-U-T-O-U. 
Facebook, same I am Khadija Toto. And for LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok, same thing, Khadija Toto. And yeah, that's where all my medias are. The main platform that I really focus on, if if they want to talk about, like have different chats and talks and where I'm most active is going to be Instagram mm-hmm. because that's where we go live. That's where, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of questions get answered and where I really get to interact with my audience. Okay, great. Awesome. I will definitely have all those links in the description of the podcast so that you guys can definitely stay in touch. I suggest you you connect with Khadija and just just go, you know, follow the flow and go for the ride. Yeah, come on, come on over. Come come get this coaching, honey. We right? we, we about to we about to release. We about to release and if you want to if you want to uh, keep it real, you know, you, you got to come over here because that's that's what we do. Selena's going to be on deck too. She just don't know it yet, but she knows oh, it now. Hey, look, I'm willing. I'm willing. Let me know. Just tap me in. Yes. All right. Well, thank you again for spending time and hanging out with us here on the Polish Your Mirror podcast. And for everyone, I'd like to thank you for watching and listening. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Selena. Thank you so very much for listening to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. Please subscribe and share. You can join our community by visiting Ladies Circle of Success on Facebook. I'm your host, Selena Borns. And as always, remember to keep your mirror polished because no one can do it better than you.